Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in from across the United States and around the world. I have a very special segment for all of you today. There have been segments throughout 2018 discussing the turbulence many are experiencing due to a convergence of energies that occurred and the evolution that's taking place from Mother Earth, which affects all of us on some level. Transformation is never easy, but this time seems especially daunting. So how do you get through it? Today I wanted to do a special segment with a previous guest on the show, Brian Piergrossi. Brian and I are going to talk about holding space for transformation and other ways to help you move with the energy rather than resisting it, which will only increase your anxiety and the pain of your personalized experience. The goal is to be at peace with and in your experience so that transformation happens naturally without too much interference and despair. Speaking of despair, I want to remind everyone that the holidays are fast approaching and increased anxiety and seasonal depression are issues for many of us as it is without all the rest of this going on. So we were hoping to inspire you to get into a routine of self-love ahead of time so that we can get through the, the next few months as smoothly as possible. If you are not familiar, Brian is a life coach, a teacher of empowerment, freedom, inner peace, and love, and the author of The Big Glow and The Wow of the Now. You can find his books on my website in the Spiritual Insights Library. His highly acclaimed books and the viral internet sensation, Love is the New Religion, slash Spiritual Conspiracy, continue to inspire new readers worldwide, and he leads transformative Big Glow Retreats classes, and workshops internationally. He founded the Big Glow community on Facebook with over 10,000 members currently exploring the inner workings of the mind, body, and soul. You can learn more at brianpiergrossi.com, and Piergrossi is spelled P-I-E-R-G-R-O-S-S-I. That's brianpiergrossi.com. Check out the Spiritual Insights Library, which is a work in progress, and all the show's archives at spiritualinsightsradio.com, as always. On social media, you can follow the show on Twitter, at Char Spicer, and on my Facebook page, Spiritual Insights Radio. Connect with Brian on Twitter, at Brian the Big Glow. Find him on Instagram, under The Big Glow, and under Brian Piergrossi on Facebook. I am so excited about this segment, so I want to get started and dig into this. Join me in welcoming Brian back to the show. Welcome back, Brian. It's great to spend time with you again. Thank you, Charlotte. It's great to be here. Awesome. And I know you're always busy, so what's happening on your end? What do you, what do you have going on? Well, in this exact moment, I'm looking out at some beautiful fall foliage in the northeast. I know you're down in Florida today, right? 
Yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's really beautiful right now. I, I'm, I haven't been up this way. I was here last year, but a lot of the falls I've, I've missed in recent years. So it's beautiful to be taking in the, the, all the different colors, the, the reds and oranges and yellows and mm. purples. And, uh, it's a pretty nice sunny day and it's good. It's good to be here. And, um, coming up, I have a, a new year's retreat actually in Florida, in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, Michael Singer, we were just discussing off the air, will be uh, a part of that. He's the author of the untethered soul and, mm-hmm. um, we'll have some great music and, um, meditation and mindfulness walks and um, just really kind of a different way of bringing the new year than a lot of people probably are used to. And maybe people, a lot of people are longing for a more conscious, intentional way to bring in the new year. So really excited about, about that. I'm I'm doing personal sessions as well. Just a mindfulness meditation session or a meditation session yesterday. That was really great. Um, and then there's an online there's an online group I have that I'm excited about that we're we're doing things with. It's a it's a private online group through Facebook, and we we meet um, together on Wednesdays and have discussion throughout the week. It's well called the Secret Glow. So that's some of what's happening. Um, yeah, it's 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 a really like you said, it's a really rich time to get into this time of year where we're getting kind of into the holidays and there's a certain energy that's um, really can be really beautiful, but also can be challenging. Very people. challenging. So there's kind of both sides of that, yeah. Yeah. So that's good that you're doing that. And I, I read the uh, information on it. It's very action-packed, and it sounds very exciting. I wish I could be there. Oh, but I will be here keeping on, keeping on, if you know what I mean. Yep. Keeping on, keeping on, for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. So to the listeners, if you're listening to the segment at a later date, uh, visit com for his current schedule of events. You might want to keep up on that, see what he's doing and where he'll be. And you do events all over the place, right? I do. I do. I've been doing events all over the place, yeah, all over the world. We actually have a one I'm really excited about that comes to mind is a, a second annual seven-day retreat in Italy in June, um, a really beautiful location. Um, so, yeah, it's taken me to all different parts of the world, sharing this work and met a lot of different people, a lot of different backgrounds and cultures. And, you know, people have learned a lot, but I've learned a lot as well through meeting so many different kinds of people, interacting with so many kinds of people. It's been a great, a great adventure and a great journey so far. Yeah. You can't beat that. You can't mm-hmm. beat learning. That's great. Well, you know, I just recently found a post that you put on Facebook and I shared it on my timeline, and I want to share an excerpt of that with the listeners in a minute. But first, I want to give the listeners a visual of what we're talking about. There's one that I find very useful. And on the show, we often uh, liken painful experiences to a certain imagery. And what we, what we say is that it's like we are a block of marble being sculpted into a beautiful masterpiece. So when we go through a period of transformation or challenge, which are the same thing, really, in most cases, that's the imagery we like to use. And the chipping away of what does not serve us as that block of marble, it's like we're being sculpted. And things about us that don't serve anymore are being chipped away. And that can be anything from annoying to painful. But right now it's especially intense for some. And it's more like that mild chipping away has become a much deeper reformation of the individual and collective psyche. 
So I wanted to clarify the topic and throw out the question. So what does, what does holding space mean? And for me, I feel that when we hold space for other people who are in the midst of a life challenge or crisis, what we do is we open our hearts, we offer them unconditional support, and then we let go of judgment and control. So holding space for your own transformation, for me, means that you're willing to do these same things for yourself in order to move forward as gracefully as possible. And that's without condemning the events of your life or yourself. You don't want to condemn yourself while you're going through this and at the same time trying to control the outcome beyond what's possible, you know. So one aspect of transformation to the listeners that you may be experiencing as I am includes the rearranging of your hopes, your fears, your attachments, and your expectations for your life or for someone else's. And throughout this year, I had to come to peace with this somehow, and I'll share how I'm doing it. But I want to get Brian's perspective on this. Then I'll share what you wrote on Facebook. But what does holding space mean for you in your words? Well, I like the bet you made about holding space for yourself first. I think that that's really important and it's an easy thing to to forget. And um, it's it's like that that a good metaphor is when you're on the airplane and they say you know if the plane's gonna crash, the mother put the put the mask on herself first and before she puts it on onto the children. You know we have to we have to make sure that we're really taking care of ourselves in order to be able to take care of others fully and completely. So I think that's a important point. And then um, beyond that, the, the 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 primary thing to me is being present. It's it's presence. It's really being available in this moment for someone. So um, when we're present, we're able to listen. We're able to, we're able to, I think the most important thing that people want um, from my experience is people want to feel, we want to feel seen and we want to feel heard. Mm-hmm. And um, we also have fear of being seen and heard. That's a whole other, <laughs> we can get into that a little bit later, but so there's that conflict of what we want the most is to be seen and heard. And there is some fear around it too, because it's so meaningful to us and so important to us. But when we're present, we're available to listen and we're available to have someone feel like they're being seen and they're, and they're feeling heard. And that's really the foundation of holding space. When, when, when someone feels like someone's really listening to them and they're really feeling heard and they're really feeling seen, um, that's really the essence of what, what love is. And that's what what we long for. You know, we long for the sense of intimacy, the sense of love, the sense of presence, the sense of um, holding space. And that's Mm. that's the foundation of it. I like that. I like that. Well, I really like what you wrote on Facebook, so I want to share that with the listeners. Here's what you wrote in a recent post. You say, when you discover yourself as the still point that transcends every thought, feeling, and experience, you discover a peace that's deeper than the passing conditions. There's so many different colors of the rainbow, and yet there's only one light. I really think this encapsulates what we're trying to achieve in this segment. So let's talk about ways to get there. Yeah, I think that, thanks for sharing that. I think that that, that really does sum up well. Like that's, that's a good um, way of explaining where, what I see holding space is. Like holding space first for yourself, right, like you said. So can you be present with your own thoughts, with your own feelings, with your own physical sensations and just be, be aware and, and be able to hold space for them as they arise and fall or disappear. And just recognizing that whatever you're experiencing inside yourself is temporary. 
know, temporary and passing. And then that allows you to be able to, to, to do that for another, be able to hold space right. for another, for others in that space. Right. And a key word to use here is in addition to being present, being present helps you to allow what's happening to be what it is. So there's no, yeah. there's no process of pushing it away, stuffing it down, holding it in, trying to isolate it and uh, reject it or numb it or in some cases bend it whether with imagination and it gets you out of that part of the imagination that can go dark. I teach about the ego. And so I like to bring up that, you know, the ego will bring up a whole lot of worst case scenarios, doomsday predictions. It's going to be terrible or the end of the world for some people. And the ego is largely afraid of death. And so that's going to translate in some way, perhaps on a smaller scale, depending on the situation but allowing that to be present is what allows it to transform. And so that's an important point to make that resisting transformation will only keep you in that space longer and make it much more difficult. Do you agree with that? Would you like to add to that? Yeah, I think that um, resistance is, <laughs> I'm thinking of a phrase, right? Resistance is futile, right? So we, we, we yeah. resist. We resist what is, and it just creates suffering for us, you know, but it takes a lot of awareness to notice that, you know, we, we think that, and I was just talking to someone the other day who's like putting a lot of energy into resistance, resisting the moment and thinks that she's doing something good. Like through that resistance, she's making the thing go away or make pushing it away, but it doesn't make it go away. It actually makes it stronger. And yeah. it, it, it seems like counterintuitive at first until you, until you really notice how it works. And, and that's, that's what maintains the thing that we don't want is when we're resisting it. So it seems like it doesn't, well, that doesn't make sense. Like if I resist something, it means I don't like it and I'll get rid of it. But the resisting, what we resist persists and, and grows stronger. You know, what we resist persists and grows stronger. So when we can, when we can notice what we don't want, right, and put our attention on what we do want, then that allows us to um, be able to create consciously and intentionally create our lives. And when we're putting attention on what we don't want, um, we get more of it, right? So it's, it's such an amazing right. thing how it works. It's like there's this the example people use a lot of times is if someone says, don't think about a pink elephant, right? So then we're all thinking about a, a pink elephant. So we're just like learning how our minds work and how these minds work and the mind is a tool and whatever you give your attention to, you're going to, you'll, you'll get more of it. You'll, you're, you'll, you'll be energizing that, that thing. And the, the mind doesn't care about don't want it or want it or like it or don't like it. It's just a matter of what you're giving your attention to. So we start to realize how the mind works and then we start to be able to access these truths in deeper ways and, and, um, be able to just live our lives and approach life itself in a in a new way. Yeah, and and not feel like you're the victim of the circumstance yes. of another person of life itself. And I had trouble with that. I mean, everybody knows that um, in my household we're dealing with cancer. My husband is being treated for um, acute leukemia in his bone marrow, and it really hits you like a ton of bricks. And so. It's not like I just got the news and, and sat back in my easy chair and was like, that's okay. I can deal with this. And no, I was in shock. I was um, extremely upset. 
it rocked my world. My whole world it just got turned upside down in a sentence. But then I had this, after a while, I, I got to get over the shock, and I calmed down, and I, I gave myself a chance to breathe. And it took a while, but I tried to remind myself that we're not here to be victims, you know. And my soul wrote the script for my life. So on soul level, what I did was I looked back a year or so to see how life was preparing me for this experience. And, and I got to see the continuity of it. And that was helpful, how one step led to the other in preparation for a, a challenge, right? And so I discovered, you know, when I'm not in line with that type of thinking, I have a much rougher time. And so the way I classify it is I found that when your reality shifts, you have to shift along with it. So like you said, that, that resistance is futile. And it's only going to make the experience of it that much more terrifying. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. It's like um, being with what is, you know, like like what's happening, the sense of wanting it not to happen or it sh- this this should be happening, it shouldn't be happening. It's it's not easy. I mean, it's it, it takes a lot of awareness because because it's just we're kind of conditioned to resist the moment. So I'm not I'm not trying to suggest that it's a simple thing, but when you start to see it clearly, then you see well. Um, this this shouldn't be happening, or this is this is wrong, or this is you know all these levels of resistance that we have, it just it just dissipates our energy. You know, it just it just wastes our energy. Um, where the sooner we can accept that this is what's happening, then it creates possibilities to work with it. How can we creatively work with this? How can we find opportunities in this? How can we learn from this? How can we grow? How can we support? You know, a lot of things can open up that don't when we're just in a space of this shouldn't be happening. This, this, this is wrong. This is not the way it should be, but this is what's happening. Right. So that's, that's right. the first step is just like, this is what's happening. Whether, whether I think it should or shouldn't be, this is what's happening. And that level of acceptance is the starting point. Yeah. That's the first step is, and it, and it mm-hmm. might take a little while to get there, but you get to this place where you can accept it and say, okay, I'm going to be present with this. I'm going to work with in many cases, you have no choice. And that's what a lot of the energy of this year is doing. It's not giving anybody a choice. It's putting your issues right in your face. And whatever that translates to for everybody's personal experience, it could be different uh, areas of life, whether it's relationships or finances or career or health, you know. But getting to that acceptance is what helped me develop or perhaps reinforce the trust that I have in spirit, in my own higher self. And then the steps that I kind of took were moving off from trust, getting into alignment with what's happening so that I could work with it. And like you said, you know, find a solution. How do I work with this? How do I allow expansion to take place here instead of struggle? And once I got to alignment, then I realized, and I had trouble with it at first, I really had to adapt because everything changed for me. Everything was different now, and I didn't want to adapt. I was really resisting it because here's the, here's the laughing part. I really had plans for this year. There were things I wanted to achieve, pretty ambitious projects that I wanted to complete, and it all changed. It was all kind of taken out of my hands, like Spear saying, no, Charlotte, we really need you to grow now. 
And so you're going to have to focus on this. This is what's going to get you to where you want to get with those projects in a much more complete way. And once I did that, it took a little while longer, but I finally got to surrender. And so once I let go and said, okay, I'm just going to immerse myself in this peacefully, do what I have to do, and not react too dramatically to what's happening. You know what I mean? I know we're always going to have reactions. But those have reduced a great deal, and, and I'm going with the flow. And, you know, on my way between acceptance and, sur- and surrender, that little journey, I found opportunities to deepen my faith and accept support in whatever way it was offered. So through that process, I found my way to surrender and let go of fighting against, like I call it, this new reality. And now I can see the beauty in the process and the growth in the growing pain. Does that make sense? how it just yeah. opened up for me. Yeah. It really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I um, let the light in. The, 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 when you talked about surrender, it's interesting because surrender is really where the empowerment begins. You know, that's, that's the amazing thing is like, you know, people may think of surrender as like some kind of weakness or something along those lines, but surrender in this case means like accepting what is, and then what accept, accepting what is actually empowers you to discover what it's like you it's like you're kind of like the way I kind of sometimes like in, you're in the game now like you're in the stadium and you can play the game where before you can't even play the game because you're not accepting that this is happening so an example I use sometimes is like a flat tire right if you mm-hmm. are driving down the road and actually this happened to me actually a few weeks ago you're driving down the road and you get a, a flat tire and you can resist that that's what's happened. You can be kicking the car and swearing and yelling at people. But when you, once you exhaust yourself, you're still going to have a flat tire, right? But the sooner you right. can, like, accept and surrender to the fact that I have a flat tire, then all kinds of possibilities open up. You know, there's all kinds of things you can do to address the situation. And, you know, sometimes, like you're kind of alluding to, is sometimes, like, you know, we can't see the fuller picture, so what can look really bad in the moment, maybe, you know, five years from now or 10 years from now or five months from now, you say, oh, you know, that was actually a blessing. You know, I thought this was a really terrible, bad thing, a really terrible thing. And it was difficult, but it was a blessing because the such and such happened, you know, but I didn't know that at the time. I couldn't see that at the time. So a lot of this, you know, is trust, right? You kind of have to, you know, people use the word faith. It's like you're, you're trusting that there's a larger process. And, you know, you can't see it all in this moment, but if you can accept what's happening and you can, you can give yourself to it, um, then, you know, there, there's benefits down the road. There's, and the biggest benefit to me is always in our own consciousness. You know, we're here to, those of us that are on this path are here to evolve and grow in our consciousness and awaken in our consciousness. And everything that we experience is always an opportunity for that. You know, there's always opportunity for that. So, that's something that regardless of what we're happening, no matter if it's, you know, seems pretty easy or it seems really, really difficult, we can always take whatever we're experiencing as a way to grow and evolve and awaken in our consciousness. And in doing that, then we become a better human being and then we become a better human being for everyone in our lives, you know, our family and our friends and our community and just the world at large. Yeah, for the collective because it affects everybody and we're all moving in a new direction together to like a new paradigm. But I really like your um, use of the flat tire and being in the car 
because at some point I, I got to the point where I said, okay, I don't know how this is going to end exactly. And I can't see the destination, but I can decide today how I choose to get there. And so using your example of the car with the flat tire, yeah, you can kick the car. You can even keep trying to drive the car with the flat tire and see how far you get. that's right. And how smoothly, right? right? It's going to be all wobbly and disjointed movements of the car. But if you get out and you address the situation in the present and say, okay, I don't like this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to put my emotions at ease address the situation, and then that makes the ride a little yeah. smoother because you have the new tire on there. And so even if you don't yeah. know what it looks like at the end of the road, you're going to decide your posture, your emotional posture, all the all the way along that path. And it's called grace. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all you can do. Yeah. Well, that's a really good, that's a really good point you made. Like, you, you know, you, you could actually keep driving the car with a flat tire, Right, and then that, when we're in that kind of denial, so that, that will happen. You know, as human beings, we'll just deny. We don't want to accept what's happening. We'll just deny it. So I don't want to accept that. Flash. I'm just going to keep driving the car. Yeah. And then you know what would happen? Like you just you destroy the axle, and the you know it's dangerous. You could you could you could you could overturn the car. You know, yeah. there's so you're you on know, The more that <laughs> yeah, the more that we we deny something, we just create more problems for ourselves. You know, so the sooner we can just accept it in the moment. The, the more the opportunity arises to change course, to adapt, and there will be positive things um, in that flow that we won't realize until we, we accept what is and, and just allow that door, those doors to open for us. Yes. And let me get back to what I was saying about faith and support. What if you look in the trunk and find out you don't have a spare? What do you do then? So then you have to look outside of yourself. Picture the spare as an internal tool that we can use, all right? The, the spare, the, uh, the jack, all that stuff, that, those are your internal tools. But what if you don't have those tools handy at the time? So then what we probably need to do is just stand beside the car, pull the hood up, and wait for someone to come down the road who might be able to offer assistance or support. And so if you do that calmly, perhaps time will go by at whatever pace is necessary for you, but then someone comes along like a tow truck or someone who has a spare jack, a spare tire, or can get you to a gas station. But that brings us to a point of being open to support presenting itself to you in whatever form that comes in. That's what I was talking about earlier. Different parts of this process have presented different challenges, but then I I kept finding that something or somebody came in and made it easier or I want to say less frightening because some of the things I've had to do in this process really weren't difficult. It was my emotion making it difficult and like such a hurdle when it didn't have to be that way. And so support came in and and through various uh, beautiful people, uh, resources, what have you, and it all started falling into place. Once I said, okay, I'm open to having that guidance or that support, that's when you, the miracle started happening, truly. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you know, yeah, when when um, when there's a, a, a space of vulnerability, um, you know, we're using an example of being on the side of a road, with a, straight on the side of a road with a flat tire, but it could be, you know, a number of different things, right? When you right. when there's a space of vulnerability, actually, there's an opportunity for for bonding, for trust and relationships, for deeper connection, for deeper intimacy, for, so, 
you know, that's an opportunity to make a new friend, potentially. You know, when you need support from outside of yourself, that's another opportunity to make a new friend or, or deepen the relationships you already have with, you know, with your, with your spouse or with your children or with your parents. Like, you know, that's so much of what life is about. It's not about just, oh, do it all myself and I take care of myself and I'm an island unto myself. I don't need anybody. Like, we're all here for a reason. There's a reason why there's all these different people and all these different personalities and all these different kinds of reflections, you know. We all, we all have something to teach each other. We all have something to learn from each other. And so those moments of vulnerability, are that's when those opportunities arise to, um, to learn and grow from other people and to share what we have um, with other people as well. Yeah, and lift you up. And yeah. I wanted to touch on something very important. So I mentioned earlier that I try to remind myself, you know, my soul wrote the script for this. My soul knows the highlights of my life, and I get to make my choices and use my free will in between. We mostly want to gear that or steer that towards how we react to things, you know. Life is 10%. Our reactions are 90%. But it, it was about, the idea was about changing your perspective to get to that acceptance. And part of what I told myself was that trusting what's on the other side of the experience is bringing you closer to your true self. And so if there's something in me that I've either not experienced or only experienced on a smaller scale and it needs to expand and grow, or if it's something I've denied or didn't believe I possessed, then maybe that's what's coming up in me. And so what I do is I try to connect to my higher self, whether through meditation or any means available to me, to try to maintain that higher perspective of the experience and then align myself with what's taken place to allow that process to unfold. Because I want to believe and I trust that there is something meaningful happening as much of an insult if that makes sense, to have to go through this. Because, you know, some of us, and and me especially, I can take things pretty personally. Like, what do you mean I have to deal with this now? And so I had to to shed those those thought processes and try to get that top-of-the-mountain view. And so when I look down on the experience, even in in the few short months that I've been in it, I can look back and I can see what opened up, what fell away, what expanded, and what transformed. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's just in me alone. I think uh, there... the word coming up for me is humility. So, you know, we think we the ego, when we're, we're really in our ego, you know, we think that we know best. We know what the best thing is. And, and you know, life will, if we're open, if we're open to life, life will, will bring that sense of humility. Life will definitely humble us. And, you know, over time... Uh, if we're on this journey, if we're on this spiritual journey, open us to recognizing that there's an intelligence that's beyond our ego that, again, like even if we can't see it all, we can't understand it all with our minds, like it's, there, there's, 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 a, there's a direction that's beyond our own understanding. And we, we become more humble and we kind of open to that and we, we become more um, – open to work with that and, and be, and be in a, in a, like a symbiotic relationship with that. Right. I love that word. Right. Symbi- symbiosis, symbiotic, being a symbiotic mm-hmm. relationship with, with this higher intelligence. Absolutely. And 
furthermore, you know, in addition to what you're saying about, you know, when you're open. So a lot of us can often be closed. We close down in response to our life experiences, the hurts, the traumas, the betrayal, what have you, and we tend to close. But many will find that when they open themselves to life, life opens to them. So if you are closed off, and perhaps we have that um, mindset where we're kind of putting ourselves in isolation, even if it's just in our mind, but there's something that we want but we don't go for it because we're afraid or because someone hurt us, whatever that may be. And then once we open to life, then life can bring those things that we desire or things that we need to work on, however that translates. You know, but, but you have to be open to it. Yeah, I think it's, it's I, I think that's, that's huge. It's like um, you're trusting that this is not, it's not a problem. What I say sometimes is it's shifting conscious from problem to opportunity, you know? So what are the opportunities here? What what are the things that, what are the ways that I can learn and grow? What are the ways that I can, you know, deepen my relationships? What are the ways I can live more on purpose? You know, every everything has opportunities for us once that we accept what it is and embrace what it is and, and um, be with what is and, and and that that opens the doorways to just um, it's like it's like we're you know when I started to understand that like we're here to evolve in our consciousness so then this life is all about if I see it all about my evolution um, then everything that I encounter that's a potential problem or potential um, difficulty or a challenge is always an opportunity for me to evolve. And my consciousness, mm. and it's, it's really, really the only way for me to evolve my consciousness. Because if I didn't have any problems or difficulties or challenges, then I would just be kind of like flatlining, you know. I wouldn't, sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't grow. I wouldn't evolve. So these no. are actually things, you know. It may be really, it may be hard to see it in the exact moment, but when I look back on my life, I'm, I'm grateful for those times, you know, because they really helped me to learn and grow and evolve my consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and life is about change. It's constant, and challenge yeah. brings change. And change yeah. may bring difficulty or pain, but that pain brings you closer to yourself and God, or however you describe that, um, the divine or a, something larger than yourself. But that's why we're here. And even now, this year, um, my understanding is we're moving on to uh, a new paradigm. And so that's going to be a little... Um, it might be difficult for some of us to really get up to that next level to where your consciousness uh, is evolving to a new way of thinking. Um, and I've been thinking about attachments, you know, attachments to the way life is or the way it was. Um, but you know what? If it's changing like that, then something about it must not have been working. And it's not about your preferences, you know, but I was happy the way I was. You might have been content, but something deep down wants to come out or or – get bigger, or even be presented to the world. Maybe there's a part of us that needs to be expressed. And so if the way things were is no longer working to support that, then things need to change, and it's going to happen. But these shifts underneath your feet need to happen to support you properly in that new paradigm. Do you think along those lines too? Yeah, and I think like the faster or the more drastic the change is, the the harder it can be to deal with. 
Right? Sure. So um, I think just in general, the times that we're in right now, are mo- things are moving faster and faster. So um, the, 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 the need to adapt becomes greater and greater, you know, or, or the need to be able to greater and greater and be able to adapt to it becomes greater and greater. And if you're, if you're resisting, um, it's like life isn't like slowing down for us. <laughs> it's like it's speeding up. It so, is. Totally. Yeah, so, so it's like it's just recognizing that, that we're in a time that like, you know, there's a lot of change and the change is moving faster and faster, much faster than like, you know, say my grandparents' generation, for example, where things moved at a much slower pace. Things are moving at a much faster pace now. And we can complain about that or say it shouldn't be that way. But again, what, you know, that's the way it is. So the fact, the more that we can accept that, um, then the more we can, we can, we can use them as opportunities to learn and grow and evolve actually more quickly. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's, that's, that's one thing on a kind of a macro level that, that's good to recognize and and good to realize. And then a more kind of a micro level of sort of, you know, things like what you're dealing with is like, you know, sometimes we just don't know why things are happening. And that's kind of where the, the spiritual, the spiritual um, deepening, you know, the, what we could call faith or trust or, you know, this like, we don't necessarily always know the answers of why things are happening, but we do know that we do know that they're happening. And, we 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 surrender to that. We embrace that truth, and we just trust that it's leading us towards, like again, like the evolution of our consciousness. And if it's like you know, in your case, like with your partner, like you know, his consciousness, and just trusting together that this is something that you can learn and grow, and the love can deepen through. Um, and I think recognizing that. Is is makes it a different experience than if you don't. If you're just resisting and thinking this this is wrong and this shouldn't be the case, and you know God is bad for making this happen. You know people get into these things, and it just doesn't help the situation. Um, so the more that you can accept it and just kind of look, what's the opportunity for us here? How can we how can we grow from this? Um, how can we evolve in our conscience? How can we deepen our relationship with God? Right through this process mm-hmm. or through the divine through this process. Um, that those those are the kind of questions that that are good to start to ask, you know, in times yeah. like this. Yeah, and I want to go in that direction. And you know, what is this reflecting back to me? What am I learning about myself? What can I what can I proactively do, or what can I proactively release, such as uh, minimizing, um, cutting corners, what, whatever happens whatever needs to happen in one's lifestyle and the way they're running their life um, can be a great opportunity to look at it and find a better way and make things much more simple. And so depending on the challenge, that's a great way to help support yourself through the challenge is to simplify your life. And so what I want to throw out there, and I want your opinion on this, is let's get back to resistance and resisting the whole experience. When I look at resistance, I try to look at specific thoughts, feelings, or behaviors. And so I look at uh, feelings of, like we talked about, denial, hopelessness, self-pity, self-punishment, not being present. These are some of the things that I was looking for in my conscious pursuit of, okay, what can I dig deep 
identify and address to make this easier to process. What do you uh, look at in terms of resistance? What type of behaviors or feelings do you think the listeners could, if they examine their own experience, what would you say to look for in your thoughts, feelings, or behavior? Well, anger, of course, is a anger. Yep, is a big one. Um, and anger is interesting because when oftentimes when someone's angry, when you when that passes, or when you kind of when that anger passes, or you move deeper than it or beyond it, what's really underneath it is sadness. Right. Um, so that's that's interesting to kind of they kind of notice that sometimes, especially if someone's being ang- you know displaying anger towards you. Um, a lot of times, underneath that is really sadness or fear, or being afraid. Um, so there's like levels to these emotions, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, depression. So there's kind of the anger, which is sort of like a you know kind of a wanting to fight back, and then there's kind of this other level, which is sort of like just sort of giving up hope or kind of, you know, depression or kind of just being despondent or, mm-hmm. um, and then there's all kinds of ranges in between. Um, so, um, when you, you notice this, the, all these different ways that the resistance can manifest in yourself are signs. Um, they're not something, one of the things that I always try to tell people is don't resist the resistance. So we get these like layers of resistance, you know? Yes. So if you do notice that you're feeling angry or you're feeling sad or you're feeling depressed, you don't have to resist that. You, you, oh, this is a negative emotion. I shouldn't be feeling this emotion. Let me try to get rid of it. Let me try to resist it. No, just notice it. It's Those emotions are there to to let you know that you're in a state of resistance. And when you, when you can notice that, that's actually a good thing. You know, you can be grateful for those emotions for allowing you to have that awareness yourself and, and lead you back into being present with the moment and being present with what is. Mm-hmm. And there is a different type of resistance we talk about on the show from time to time. It's um, We use the differentiation of shadow resistance and light resistance. So shadow resistance in the way that we're describing it for me would be like the ego's attachment. Look at this type of resistance. If we look at the situation with such despondency, For me, I see that as the ego's attachment to lack or loss or struggle uh, or, again, even the fear of death, that what's happening to you is negative or bad, even though it can be challenging. There's there's a mixture, um, and there is this polarity that we're dancing between. Um, But with light resistance, when you feel that resistance in the form of anger or depression, then you can use light resistance to say, okay, I felt it, I sat with it, I accepted it. I acknowledged it. Now I'm going to do something good for myself. I'm either going mm-hmm. to take a shower or I'm going to work out. And that can be a form of light resistance to balance that shadow resistance. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool concept. Yeah, so like kind of kind of like shifting your um, shifting your energy toward what you want to create is the way I kind of think of it. So, yeah. yeah, you do something, you do something that's kind of moving you in the right direction. And, you know, yeah, examples you use like exercise or meditation or yeah. dancing or talking to a mm-hmm. friend or all things that anything that's like moving you in a positive direction to be able to constantly shift in that direction is, yeah, that's definitely, that's yeah. definitely 
um, those emotions, those levels of resistance can be a sign that that it's like a, one of the terms we use like is a being out of alignment, right? So it can be a sign of I'm, right. I'm feeling out of alignment. So how do I get into alignment? So how to get into alignment is some of these practices, right, that bring you into alignment and, and, and actively engaging in them, you know, when you notice that, you, that it's, that's valuable to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can't have one without the other, sticking to the idea of a shadow resistance or light resistance. There's shadow and light, and, and we have to have both. But if we spend too much time in one, we know how to counter that and bring balance to it mm-hmm. to give ourselves a break. I also believe that um, doing things like you mentioned, dancing, um, things that are fun, gardening, jump in a pool, whatever you can do that you enjoy helps move those negative emotions through. So that creates space to allow them to pass. So as you strike a balance, and I know a lot of people have challenging schedules. People have kids grandkids, foster kids, whatever, they're caring for loved ones. But whatever, whatever that is for you, whether it's listening to uplifting music or meditating and what have you, um, those are the things that are going to help you. But I think one of the most important ideas to tell yourself is that you're worthy and that you are enough. And we can be very critical of ourselves. You know, I should be more organized. I should be better. I wish I had more energy. You're okay right where you are, and you have to love that about yourself. And then you can start to develop a routine that supports that. And so um, we've already thrown out a bunch of examples, such as meditation, prayer, dancing. Um, let's talk about some other self-care things that people can do. What's, what's your go-to list? I know you like journaling and, and coaching. Yeah, journaling, great coaching trait. Whatever also comes to mind is the breath. Being aware of the breath, Absolutely. I think, is really, really huge. Yeah, breath, people call breath work or breathing meditation. But really really being aware that you're breathing deeply. You know, we, we don't breathe. We're not breathing. And we're, we're, we're cutting off our breath and we're cutting off our life force and we're cutting off access to these um, deeper parts of ourselves and we're cutting off access to our own vitality and our own connection to source and you know, and this goes back even to the ancient yogic teachings, and you know, the, the the breath is something people have talked about for thousands of years, and it's like it's almost like it's so simple and it's so practical and it's so basic that we overlook it. We want to get to some kind of more complex, complicated, you know, thing. Dramatic. But what about the breath? Yeah. You know, yeah. Are you breathing? Are you breathing? I guarantee you, like when you're feeling stressed and when we're feeling worried or we're feeling anxious, we're not breathing. So no. one of the great questions to ask yourself is, where's my breath? And you, you'll notice yeah. that you're not breathing. And you take a few deep breaths, and you'll be more centered, more grounded, more present. Any, no matter what you experience, when fight or flight comes in, the first thing that is, that is affected is the breath. And then the, and the vocal cords are going to reflect that. But when you're under stress like that and you have all of those chemicals dumping into your system, trying to calm down your uh, sympathetic nervous system, your breath is going to get shallow. So the perfect antidote to that is to check your breath, stop and say, am I breathing, and deepen that breath, even if it's just for 30 seconds. And that's the thing. We can have all these tools. We can set up a routine, and no matter how consistently you follow it, just try to be consistent about it. But one of the bigger questions was once we get to that place, 
we, we come to the realization, we get to the acceptance, perhaps we even, even before we even get to the surrender. How do you keep the momentum of keeping that going and holding yourself up and holding space for yourself without faltering into negative thinking, unsupportive habits? Do you have techniques that you use to keep that sustainable and, and keep the momentum going? For that yeah, I want to say, like, one thing I think is important to say about this is that it's okay to falter sometimes. You know, people people get into this perfection perfectionist mindset. Oh, we should be thinking this way. Oh, we should be feeling this way. Like you said about the self-worth. Oh, I'm a bad person or I'm a failure or, you know, I'm not as good as this person or, oh, the people on Facebook, they all seem happy and I'm not. You know, all the stuff that we're in that's going on nowadays with people, like, let go of all that, you know, just – it's okay to it's okay to sometimes falter and, and, and if you notice that you're you know, you're feeling lower energy or you're not feeling as as, as you know, your as yourself, quote unquote, or you're not feeling as happy, um, these practices are available for all of us, you know, and that's what it's time to access the one that feels right for you in the moment. And, you know, the more that you're the more it's like a toolbox, right? If you have if you're aware of like twenty of these things, you can feel what's the oh, right now, you know, I think I need I need to take a walk. You know, a lot of times, you know, again, like some of these basic things, like taking a walk or the breath or exercising, and sometimes it may be something that's more complex. It may be more like a more complex meditation, or it may be some form of, you know, advanced form of prayer, or you know, reading a reading a book, reading a text that's, you know, that's very kind of um, higher consciousness, higher level kind of, you know, material to digest. So it it, it can be a variety of different things, but mm-hmm. if you can just be present and just tune into what's for me in this moment you know, and tune into what that is and listen for the answer. And when you hear the answer, of course, the next thing is do it, <laughs> right? Exactly. Do it. Apply it. Apply Take it. Action. Take action and Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. But it's, yes. yeah, but it, but it, it's okay to like sometimes falter, you know, that's part of being a human being and it, you don't have to be hard on yourself or, or beat yourself up, but just that's when it's time to access these tools. Yes. And mentioning books, my go-to is of course the miracle. So when I have an opportunity, when I know I'm in that um, that little cycle of negative thinking, I know how to pull myself out of it. So I can pull out A Course in Miracles, and um, I'm a goofball. I douse the table of contents with my left hand, and I say, okay, what do I need to hear right now in this moment to get me out of this? And so I wave my left hand over the table of contents, and then once I feel heat, I go to that section. And within minutes, it just transforms everything I'm feeling from powerlessness into power and gets me back in balance and, and centered. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. I think sometimes, um, you know, if you, if you have a text, like say the course of miracles and you take that one book and you go into it really deeply, you know, you really devote yourself to studying it. You can get more and more out of it. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes people just kind of bounce around to lots of different things. And that, that could be good, too. Sometimes something, sometimes something new gives you a fresh angle. So, again, you got to, like, listen to the moment and feel what's, what's right for you. But I like, that, I like this, this, what you're talking about, of, like, having a, a text or a teaching and going deeper and deeper into it. And, you know, you just get more deeper and deeper lessons um, that come out of it for yourself. Yeah. And it, one of the hardest parts might be finding the time to set a routine just for you just for you to be with yourself and ask yourself, how am I feeling? How am I reacting? How am I perceiving? You know, but um, 
you want to take care of yourself. Like we said earlier, you've got to put the mask on yourself before you can put it on anybody else. And so it's very important. So to the listeners, if you haven't heard yet, I put an extra page on my website for self-care, and that includes uh, a number of techniques and um, ways to uh, perform energetic maintenance. Um, a lot of times throughout the day, especially in my situation being in the, me- the medical community, I'm picking up a lot of energy from other people, patients, doctors, staff, people in traffic. And so it's important that I make sure that my energy is just my own and that I'm not taking on too much of what not, does not belong to me. So there are some tips out there on the website if you want to check that out. And um, I, you know what I also like to do, and I'm, I'm enjoying, it's like there's a part of me that um, misses it, but I've unplugged largely from television and the news, and that helps me maintain um, my calm because I'm not reacting to events that I just, can't I don't have it in me to react to right now does that make sense yeah I think a lot of people are doing that and uh, it definitely it definitely makes sense I mean I think I'm envisioning a day when our news media will be different <laughs> yes. more sort of um, you know positive and creative and engaging people but you know we don't we we have a lot of negativity and a lot of focus on not solutions, but just the problems without solutions or just creating division and divisiveness between, you know, groups of people. So, sure. Yes, it makes sense to me for sure. And it serves a purpose, but I just can't deal with it right now. In fact, the other day I was in a pharmacy and they had a TV up on the wall that was on. And I happened to look up and it couldn't have been any more than 60 seconds or so, maybe 60 to 90 seconds. And in that time, there was, oh, this person was stabbed in this area. A dead body was found in this yeah. area. Yeah. Nine people exactly. were killed in a synagogue, of all things. Um, this happened. And I was like, oh, my God, let me just get the medicine and get away from that TV. It was just, so, yeah. it hit me so hard. And I was like, good, I'm, I'm glad I'm away from that because too much. And was that in a hospital? Yeah, the, the pharmacy in the hospital. I was just picking up yeah. some antibiotics and, so isn't that death. interesting that in a, in a hospital they're giving people such negative energy, you know, through through the TV screen, people are already sick, not doing well, and they they're giving them uh-huh. that, that that kind of stuff all day. It's like it's it's like it's uh, you know this person got stabbed, this person got murdered, but they're not. It's so random that the person perceiving it. What can you do about these things? You know, they're just they're not giving you the details, the stories. They're not telling you how to get engaged. You know, maybe on a rare occasion that there's a story that's different, but generally it's just, I think it's just trying to get, you know, how to get people's attention and the way that we're programmed, we're programmed to respond to trauma, you know? So if yeah. they can trigger that trauma in you, they, they, they know you'll keep watching, right? Because you're, you're triggered in this trauma state now, so you'll keep watching. So it's, it's almost like it's, they're trying to hook you in and then you'll watch the commercials and maybe you'll buy the products and, you know, this whole thing that, like, you know, I totally understand why someone would want to unplug from it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a complete mind scramble. And it's too much yeah. energy to take in, especially when you've got yeah. so much going on inside you already and so much to deal yep. with. Um, yep. But, yeah, so let's, let's um, recap really quickly. So you want to look for where are you resisting your experience. You want to look at those emotions that tell you that. You want to remember to breathe. 
You want to move to acceptance of whatever your circumstances, develop that faith, get to that point of surrender so that you can move through it. Um, take care of yourself. And what am I forgetting, Brian? Watch out for that. That's um, a pretty good summary. And I think, I think once you do that, you know, just be available for the opportunities that arise. And you, this is what people, you know, people use the term miracles and you, that's a valid term you can use. I mean, what looks like it's the worst situation, you know, you'll be amazed when you look back in your life, sometimes the opportunities that arose or the, you know, how you, the things that happened that you could be grateful for that you never realized mm-hmm. or never thought would happen until you accepted that truth and opened that door. Right. And if you are one to journal, be sure to include gratitude in whatever you're pouring out on those pages. Yeah. And keep in mind, you know, like I said, that I know, I know my soul wrote the script for this. And my whatever I'm for or against doesn't matter. What matters is that my soul is moving me forward as intended before I was born. And it knows what's, ha- what's happening even if I don't and why it's happening. And so that's a pretty deep level of trust that we need to cultivate when we are determining good or bad, what's positive or negative, or, or what's, here's the big one, what's deserved and what's not deserved. Because it's really not about deserving. It's about what's going to get you to the next level. Hmm. Yeah. That's all it is. You deserve all there is to receive, right? That's, that's true for mm-hmm. all of us. Sure. But if, if, but if there's a pattern in your life where you are not receiving, then something's going to shake you up. Try yep. to shift those marbles around, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, this was terrific as always. It's always so much fun to talk to you about this stuff. Yeah, likewise. Thanks, Charlotte, for, for uh, making it happen. Always. What I'm thinking now is I might go check my car and make sure that spare tire has air in it. You know yeah. what I mean? That the jacket yep. in there, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. All right. Well, I look forward to doing this with you again in the near future, Brian. Yeah, Charlotte. Me too. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And just to remind the listeners, the website is brianpiergrossi.com. And Piergrossi is spelled P-I-E-R-G-R-O-S-S-I, brianpiergrossi.com. Check out his schedule uh, of events, everything he's got going on, his his groups, his retreats, and online stuff that you do. You've got so much great stuff happening. Thank you, Charlotte. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, that's our show for today. SpiritualInsightsRadio.com is where you want to go. If you'd like to check out the archives, join the community, hang around. I know a lot of people hang out on the website, just soaking in a lot of the work that's been put out there, really good stuff. All right, so thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.